Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. A big week on the Broadway. Big week, lots of stories. We saw lots of, there was lots of stuff this week. It's true. We were busy this week. And lo- I feel like there was a good amount of some exciting Broadway news, too. Lots of great Broadway news. Some awful Broadway news. Yeah, I am, like, really, 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 really angry and upset about the sound design thing. I really was not expecting it to... I, d- I did not expect them to be like, fuck sound design. Especially when everyone was so upset about it. Everyone was so upset about it, and, like... Actually, you know, a couple weeks ago, I thought about it. I like, I like drafted a tweet that was like, "Hey, remember when we were all fucking angry about sound design? Whatever happened to that?" And I was like, "That sucks. That w- it just got forgotten about." And then when I was like, "Oh, they made a decision. Oh, that was the decision they made." Well, I think the problem was they had to wait till they convened again sure. because the season has only just started. So they went over all the shows up to this right. point. Um, but they had a petition with thirty-two thousand signatures on it. Yeah, and also, I just, they're, like, literally the reason they gave behind not wanting to do it when they were like, yeah, this is why we're not going to do it anymore. They were like, we don't really understand what sound design is. And I'm like, if your job is to evaluate sound design, fucking do your job. Learn. Oof, it makes me so angry. It really does. Because I feel like I learned what sound design was because I was like, I don't know what sound design is. And this is something that I need to figure out because we're giving an award about it. And then I figured out what it was. Like a f- fucking a professional. I mean, there's a lot of Tony voters. Mm. Um, so you obviously can't teach them all individually, but set up some sort of workshop or something. <laughs> you a know learning what I mean? annex get class? <laughs> get a sound designer to come and... Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's like bullshit that if you were like, you were like, listen, I I don't know much. Of, I didn't go to acting school. How can I properly evaluate acting? I don't know. You fucking watch an actor and you evaluate their acting. Well, and most of it, not to diminish, well, I'm going to diminish the Tony voters because at this point, mm. most of them are producers anyway. Mm. It's just your opinion. Just mm. give an opinion. Right. <laughs> right. I liked the way that show sounded. I could hear every word sure. very clearly. No mic problems. I really love MTC's music that they use in every show <laughs> for scene changes. <laughs> I'm going to vote for it. I really liked in Rocky when Margot opened the door to the pet shop, the rain noise got louder. And mm. when the door was closed, the rain noise was quieter. Sound design. Boom. Fuck. It's so it's so dumb. It's just, you know, it's just it's also really up- upsetting because like somebody shared a video of like a regional Emmy award the other day that was like some crazy girl like giving a crazy speech for a regional Emmy. And I literally was like, there are regional Emmy awards what Mm. like that also is not that surprising because there's fucking emmy awards for like everything but i was like listen like the emmys are like we're gonna we're gonna honor tv and we're gonna honor all the tv that happens and the tonys are like we're gonna honor one thing i think the worst part about it is not even the laziness of the the voters not wanting to learn about it but it's the fact that in a lot of the reasoning that they gave out um and I don't, I feel like it was, they were like, 
it's been said, so maybe this isn't true, but that some of them see it more as just a skill and not an art. Mm. Mm. Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know. I don't I don't understand how you think that. I don't understand how could you possibly think that. Like that is a it's just so diminishing of like like what was that great there was a great op-ed that's the someone wrote about like right after they made this decision. Mm-hmm. It was like the guy that like makes the software for like sound engineers or something like that. And he was like, "Fuck you. Like I'm an artist too." Like I might not be like up on stage wearing a costume or like whatever, but like I created with my smart brain, I created the software that these creative smart brains get to use to make art and it's art and you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) We all need to like, what's that line in that Mona Lisa movie that Julia Roberts made? (laughs) Mona Lisa smile. Yeah. Where she like has, there's like a, like a kid's doodle of like a cow and she's in that, you know, she's teaching an art class and the kids, Mm. she's like, is this art? And all the kids in the class, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, women, n- nice young women yes. of uh, reputable backgrounds are like, are like, that's not art. <laughs> and she's like, why not? Like, why? I thought it was art. I made it when I was five. My mom put it on the fridge. It's art. Everything is art. You fucking idiots. Oh, I'm so angry. That's all. The Tony voters are stupid. Let's talk about something better than like something happy. What's something happy that okay. happened this week? Um, they announced the parade cast. <gasps> and immediately the $50 tickets sold out. And I know. I wanted to die. Ugh. <sighs> Listen, I it's like such a bittersweet thing because they announced it and I was like, Laura Benanti, hell fuck yes. Oh my god. Oh, I can't go. I can't. I'm pro- I feel like I'm gonna find my way in there. Yeah. I'm gonna weasel my way yeah. in there. But like initial reaction hundred dollars right now is not happening. It's not happening. So if anyone has free tickets, yo. Yeah. Hook a bitch up. Yeah. Cause I wanna s- I prayed is my jam. Mm. You know, follow I know. at Revive Parade tw- on the Twitter. Yeah. All I do is every single day once I tweet Revive Parade. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Because yeah. I think that parade needs a revival. <sighs> this concert could bring in the parade revival. It could. It could, it could well, generate the interest. It could. There was also that production in LA a few years mm. ago that drummed up a little interest that I think maybe I think maybe is the reason is the, the show is you know, this concert mm. is happening mm. and maybe then the next step is a Broadway revival. The time is not now for a parade, but like a year from now is the time for a parade. Mm. Like w- like a year and five months, four mm. months. A year and a half. No, a year and yeah. Open in April. Who's gonna be Leo? <sighs> Rob McClure. He well, we want him to leave. We heard a rumor that it might not be a musical theater person though. Oh yeah. So I have no idea. I know. I've been like racking my brain mm. what that means. Jeremy Seamus. <sighs> He'd be great. I have no idea if he can sing. Wait, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Who's that guy that like said he had mercury poisoning? No, that's Jeremy Piven. That was my joke. <laughs> I joked I, Jeremy that's, Piven. That's who came into my brain, and I thought it was just oh. like a joke. No, because Jeremy I made Shamos. that joke. But Jeremy Shamos. Yes. Yes. Okay. I know. Mm. With Laura. Yeah. Listen, but like my, uh, I want to see Laura. Ah. Mm-hmm. Un- not who I would have mm-hmm. dr- like. Not who yeah. occurred in my brain as a dream mm-hmm. cast, but the one suggested. Hell, fucking yes, I want to yeah. see that. Um, but a full production. I will. I hope that next season, Laura Benanti is doing My Fair, My Lady, Fair Lady, and I hope Kate Baldwin and Rob McClure are doing Parade, yeah. which I know will never happen because Jason Robert Brain hates me. Jason Robert Brain. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jason Robert Brain's 
parade. It came out of his smart brain. It did. His <laughs> creative brain. He made art with it. Um, but we do have Jason Danielly and Kate Baldwin on board. So. Oh, God. Right. We can Jason make Danielly and Kate Baldwin. Because yeah. hopefully okay. Rob McClure will still be doing right, Honeymoon. True. Okay. So wait. So, okay. Yeah. So Kate Baldwin is yeah. going to do Parade with Jason Danielly. Yeah. We're not sure who Laura Benanti is doing Parade with, but it's happening. And we'll figure out who she yeah. does in one second. Um, so right now what we need to figure out is who is now doing parade with, with Rob, Rob McClure, McClure now that Kate Baldwin is doing it with Jason. Mm. Okay. So now we have to dreamcast that. Oh, Rob McClure. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Listen. Okay. This is like a little unconventional, but I really think that she could do it. Okay. I would want to wig her in brown. Okay. Brunette. Maybe red. But like a deep red. Mm-hmm. Jenny Barber. That's who I thought you were going to say. How do you know I was going to say that? I don't know. I love Jenny Barber. And I think that she is capable of a lot more than I have been able to see her in. Like I've seen her in like yeah. a good handful of things. But I want to see her in everything. Yeah. Like I want to see her interpretation of everything. I think she would be a good Lucille. Well, when we've seen her primarily in comedic roles. So it'd be True. interesting to see her take on something dramatic. She's got the weight though. She definitely does. She does have the emotional That's weight. That's interesting. And yeah, I just would not want to uh, because of who Carolee is and how Carolee played it, I mm-hmm. think. I didn't see it obviously. Right. But you know, Carolee is a very regal woman. Yeah. And I think legitimately though like facts uh the those humans were a lot younger than those actors which happens oh yeah all the time because i think people's inclination would be to say that jenny's too young and too peppy but i think but she that's what i'm it. saying like she doesn't that doesn't mean that's all her range right. great i'm glad we figured this out i'm on board i don't know if it's the perfect match sure, sure, yet sure, sure, sure. i might have to do some more thinking but okay. i like it we'll check back in next week yeah. <laughs> we'll <laughs> check back in on the parade revival <laughs> Okay. Dreamcast. We've got a lot. One more um, concert, though, casting that we haven't talked about is Joshua Henry. Joshua. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> God. I just got so excited. I choked. I, just, I loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, Joshua my God. Henry oh, my God. Somebody get me into that concert. I can't miss that concert. I will die if I miss that concert. And Schmazy winner. Well, Joshua Henry's also a two-time Schmazy winner. That. Three-time, even. But uh, Schmazy winner Emerson Steele. As Christy Carlson <laughs> Romano. Oh that's, that's perfect Mary casting. Caitlin. That's good. Yeah. She, that's good. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. Parade. I know. Oh my I know. God. Some th- the artwork is awful, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> the artwork it's hard is hard. They just can't. That's why I'm. No they have a lot of time code. to work on before it comes. Before <laughs> our <laughs> revival comes to Broadway. Yep. They, first of all, we need um, approval of all artwork. Yep, 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 yep. No nooses or swastikas, you guys. Gotta Come on. Work or um, Confederate flags. Confederate flags. We gotta work on selling serious musicals, everybody. Oh, really? Seriously? It's a problem. Some of them hit, though. And I wonder, like, I want to go back and look at the list and figure out mm. what those people did. Go to you know? PR school. Like if how you're in college right now studying communications, thinking about a life in the PR Broadway business, I would go take a real good hard look at the advertising campaign for like next to normal. I was gonna say, like, how did next to normal hit mm. and Scottsboro Boys didn't? 
you know? Yeah. I mean, I know they're very different types of shows, but it's like, but they both deal with very difficult subject matter and they're both musicals. And (laughs) to be honest, Scottsboro boys, this sounds awful, but was more of like fun show because (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) it was, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's terrible to say, but because it was done in the minstrel style, it had numbers in it that were like fun Fun. to watch. Terrible. There's not a lot of fun to watch. I mean, there are, there are fun there moments. There are fun moments in, in Next Normal, but not fun in the same way that the fun moments in the Scottsboro Boys are yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, you could, I don't know. People, don't be afraid of feelings. God. Your <laughs> musicals don't have to be light and splashy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What else? We what, s- do you, what do you always want to talk about? What else? What? Carly Carmelo? Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! This was a great week for Carolee. <laughs> it was a Carmelo. great week for Carolee Carmelo. We saw. S- oh my God! So much Carolee this week. At, okay, so on Monday we went to a reading that mm-hmm. Carolee was in. Also, Katie Huffman was in it. Yes. Um, Mark Kudish. Mark Kudish, directed by our friend Will Nunziata. Yep, he was fantastic. Love him. Yeah. Him and his brother do shows at Fifty Four. Go see them. Twenties. Um, yeah, twins. Very confusing. <laughs> they should do sideshow. Oh my god, they should do sideshow. Like literally, literally. They, I wonder if that's if they have any sideshow in their act. Because if they don't, what a terrible go missed opportunity. Act. What a bunch of assholes we are. Well, their shows are actually very well sold, True. and they are not They're inexpensive. Superstars. Yeah. So. So anyway, reading. It was a play called Chasing the River. Um, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm glad we saw it. Um, I mean, listen, any oppor- free opportunity to see Carly Carmelo, <laughs> I will obviously <laughs> take and go for. Um, but I was glad that we saw this. I, th- I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It was about abuse. Um, I like seeing readings because I like seeing works develop. Absolutely. So I would like to see it in the future. Yeah. And then <laughs> when you look back and think about how many readings you've seen of things you never hear from mm. again, it's, it's interesting. It's not the most uplifting, mm. but it's interesting. Mm. But I hope we hear from this again. Me too. I could use a pruning, but th- there was a lot of really good stuff there. There was. You know what I thought was was good in it was that, like, it had a very clear um, agenda about what it wanted to say about domestic abuse and child molestation and, mm-hmm. all, and all that and rape. Um, but it didn't feel heavy-handed. No, yeah, like that's it didn't feel true. like it wasn't like after school special. It wasn't at all. There were I still had issues with like I thought that the show should have had a trigger warning because it was dealing with abuse. I really thought there should have been a trigger warning, um, and I thought that obviously we saw it was a reading, Absolutely. so there was you know not much physicality, but in the stage directions that were read, there was a scene of physical violence. Which, if your show has an agenda of promoting like you know, survivors of, sur- you know, and like being a survivor and you're going to get through this, like survivors aren't going to want to go see a show where they have to watch physical abuse on stage. That's not, I think that's completely unacceptable. And f- but, you know, it was a reading. So cut that and uh, show me the next version. Cut print moving on. Yep. Cut print. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but Carolee was great. She was great. She's good. She played a mom. Played a mom. Fuck this industry that's what i say carolee carmelo is a genius and is should play more than just people's moms she's in that 
like awkward place which is really it's shitty and it shouldn't be um but especially for musical theater i think for straight plays even if you're playing a mom there's like more opportunity for mm. for stronger women like wit or like the other place or i feel like we've seen a lot mm. of great plays or the other that other lori metcalf show that we saw everything i've ever seen Lauren i mean she's a genius great. <laughs> i think you I know what i mean and i feel mm. like musical theater writers step up you know like wait you we think need that more the play they oh the musical theater writers need yeah. to step up well you know i, I was mean addressing like I, I, I am i'm saying musical theater, musical theater writers, writers comma come on step up step up <laughs> to the streets <laughs> to writing Strong, Listen, obviously, like I am always gonna be like write more musicals for women and like strong women, but in Carolee's case, I think there's a lot of parts that she's the perfect age for right the fuck now that she's not in because nobody's doing them or well, that's true. maybe somebody is doing them but they're out of town and she doesn't want to go out of town. But like, like she is so fucking perfect for like Cora Hoover Hooper and anyone can whistle right You're the fuck now. I am like obsessed with that show and I'm obsessed with that part because it's one of the greatest, I think it's one of the best like female parts like in a nonsense musical which actually like I will stick up for anyone can whistle because I think it's actually like a brilliant, a secretly brilliant musical with like a lot to say. Um, but like Come on, somebody, anyone can whistle right now with Carolee Carmelo. Ugh. And like 40 other people I can think of for that I part. mean, if they can keep endlessly trying to do Merrily, and if they can keep endlessly trying to do Follies, why don't they keep trying to do Anyone, anyone can, can whistle? whistle? Come on, you guys. I wish, yeah, I love Anyone Can Whistle. But it's like that New York thing where like, you know, if I, you know, had walked into a, you know, hotshot producer's office was like, come on, let's do Anyone Can Whistle with Carolee Carmelo right now. They'd be like, didn't somebody just do Anyone Can Whistle? Yes, it was a few years at Encores. We just saw that show. And I'm like, but like, I have the idea where if like 40 people came in and auditioned for like that Encores mm -hmm. production, like I want to see every product. I want to see all 40 productions of Anyone Can Whistle with all 40 different actresses that auditioned for that show. Like I wouldn't say no probably to any of them. Beth Level, holy shit! Like Beth Level is perfect for anyone can whistle right now. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> All right, that's the end of my anyone can whistle. Carolee Carmelo rant, I guess. Yeah. Well, the big news for Carolee Carmelo yeah. this week is that they officially announced that she's doing Finding Neverland on the fucking Broadway. It's true. Holy shit! Listen, like the crazy person that I am, I feel like I've spent a lot of time thinking about this issue. Ever since Tuck was announced in Atlanta, when they announced Tuck in Atlanta, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is she going to do? Like well, that's the other news. Is she going to do? God, has that that also was just this week? It might have been last week. But Whatever. Still. Listen, Carolee is also doing Tuck Everlasting in Atlanta. Carolee, everything's coming up Carolee Carmelo because, yeah, she's doing Tuck Everlasting in Atlanta in which like January and February. Is eyeing Broadway as uh -huh. the um, trades like to sure, say. Sure, sure, sure. Broadway bound. <laughs> um, and she's also doing Finding Neverland. Like, I've been pondering this for a long time because I knew what the dates were. I knew yeah. what the Broadway dates of Finding Neverland were, and I knew what the Atlanta dates for Tuck. And nobody had cast information. And I was like, but Sophie's choice. Like, there's no way she could do both. They literally overlap each other quite like rehearsal time yeah. they overlap each yeah. other and there's no way she could do both and now she's doing both and it's magic two carolee carmelo shows 
That's amazing. It's truly, I'm blessed. Who is more happy, do you think? Her or you? I hope her. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like really, really, really excited about it. But I would assume that I would hope that she's more I, happy I about mean, her I'm job. Than I'm sure than she I is. Am. Especially because when we talked to her after Finding Neverland, they had them all sort of in a holding right. period. She wasn't sure. Which now we kind of know why, because there were other major cast changes. Mm. Hmm. Like Matthew Morrison is I'm on board playing. with that. I'm, I'm on board with that. And I... Once I saw his great performance, I was on board with Jeremy Jordan. I yes. understand why everyone was sort of like, that's interesting casting. Because it was. It was completely against type, and he did a great job. Yes, I was I was very happy to see Jeremy Jordan in that part because he always is so angry. And he, play, he plays angry characters. He, and I wanted him to be in a part. I wanted him to go against his type yeah. and break out of that and not get stuck in the angry type. And good for him. Yeah. But I'm very excited to see Matthew Morrison. I did I see? No, I don't. He never. He wasn't in South Pacific when I saw it. Ah, I don't right. think I've ever seen him live. I saw him in Light in the Piazza. Mm. He was fan fucking. Welcome back to Broadway. And you know, and I never. <laughs> I didn't see South Pacific because I'm a dummy. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it was before Link Ticks, and Lincoln Center was like hard to do student tickets. It's not as rushy. I bought a full price ticket yeah, when see, I saw it. And I don't know if at that point in time I was about buying full right. price tickets. I treated it was a birthday but present to myself and I spent like $120 on a ticket. It yeah. was fucking worth oh, it. That's nice. I sat in the first row. That's crazy. It was great. Um, Matthew Morrison I think will be really good. Yeah, me too. I think he'll be great. And I hope that I hope that all the the Glee people buy tickets yeah and that the show can have a little life yeah me too i'm very i have to say like many thoughts about that production in boston very very excited to see it i'm very hopeful i'm very optimistic about the work that they're gonna do between now and the broadway i'm super excited to see it if anything just to be just because i'm curious right about what, if anything, I hope it's a lot. Yeah. I hope it's a lot of work. Not I that it was bad, that but add I hope ten songs for Carolee Carmelo. Just kidding. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Especially now, I'll go into it knowing what to expect of the right. type of show that it is, right. which is what threw me off last time. Mm-hmm. Totally on me, but right. totally and now threw that me off. We like know what it is. We know that they're gonna get all hot for each other. Boo! Spoiler We're still alert. not on board with that. Yes, they may go from the movie being. Not even really implied, just other people talking about it. And I'm sure, not I'm sure, but probably in real life it happened. Um, you think so? Probably. Why? Uh, well, I'll say this. I think that's more likely than the other nefarious things that thi- that people say about Jandary. Why? And those children. Why? I don't know. Just because you don't want to believe that he was a pedophile? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, generally, I don't want to believe anyone's a pedophile. Sure. <laughs> I think both are plausible. I just wish that we could have um, stories where um, s- people are friends. Men and women can't be friends, Emily. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally taught us that. 
<laughs> I just think it's so even weird. But like, I think it him. is. It is like a really bizarre thing in our society that like movies and TV are like men and women can't be friends. God love him, and we love him. But Harvey Firestein said the same thing about Newsies as to why they took mm. out Denton, the male reporter, and condensed that <sighs> terrible love interest from the first movie. And combined it with the reporter right. because you need to have a love no, story. No, we don't. We don't need a love story. If you give me a story, I don't need an additional love story. If the story is a love story, great. Love those. But, like, if you have, like, a fucking plot that has, like, shit happening, I don't need a fucking love story on top of that. I'm fine. Well, and why in Newsies at the end is the brotherhood of Newsies not a strong enough love for right. him to stay in New York? Uh, God. It's so dumb. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. It makes me so I angry. I mean, it didn't seem forced because we're, we're used to the form of musical theater, which is true. It is shoehorned in because it's not necessary, but it, it doesn't feel like out of place, unfortunately, because it's mm. a musical. I just don't like. I have lots of female friends and I'm not in love with any of them. And I'm a lesbian, but like TV and movies and musicals have assumed that I am there's I'm in love with all of my friends. I have male friends, straight ones even, who <laughs> I'm not in love with. <laughs> <laughs> wow, isn't that crazy? Oh no, my god. How do we do that? I like hang out with them. We go to the movies Whoa. and we don't end up like making out in the back row. Oh my god, it's so crazy. It's I have like straight female friends and gay female I like have sleepovers with them and we with don't have sex. Gay women? Yeah. How is that possible? Oh my god, we're not attracted to each other. We're just friends. That's boring to me. <laughs> And I don't want to hear about your life story because obviously nothing else has happened that would interest me. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. It just, this. can we just rise above it? You, again, musical theater writers, step up. Step up. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to Carolyn <laughs> Carmelo on her abundant success yes. currently. Well, Please also, do a concert. Yes. But also the other casting in Finding Neverland we have to talk about. I don't know if it was actually confirmed, but Kelsey Grammer. That's been rumored. I'm going to go ahead and no, say. No, it is confirmed. Oh, okay. I mean, not the biggest Kelsey Grammer fan. <sighs> I really liked Michael McGrath. He was great. I thought Michael McGrath was really fucking I good. I think it's just an interesting choice for Kelsey Grammer. Because yes. it's not um, a big not role. Not a super big role. And so, A, that makes me wonder if they're going to beef it up. Or, B... If he just is looking for something fun and light to do and get a paycheck and not. But isn't he like a billionaire? Well, okay. Maybe not Frasier. the paycheck then. He did. It's on all the time. Right? <laughs> like he also does pretty. the Simpsons. He does a lot of voices. He's not like a regular. I'm just. Yeah. I need to know why he decided <laughs> to do the show. I mean, I, I actually like I personally don't care for him for a multitude of reasons. Lots of them have to do with politics. Um, but I remember reading interviews with him when he was in Lacage, and he was like, kind of seemed like a great fucking sport and was kind of like, cause everyone was like, why are you doing Lacage? Like you are a bigot. And I mean, I don't know how much he's a libertarian, he's like, whatever. He's like conservative and has opinions that I don't I agree yeah. with. And he is, you know, 
he's he's pretty good about keeping it under wraps, but I think his I think his true feelings and his true opinions are much deeper than the ones he chooses to share. I think mm. he's probably a lot more of a bigot than he's very good at hiding it, is what I think. Um, probably but has he, a lot of Emmys from Frasier. He's a good actor. God damn it. <laughs> um, but he like. You know, everyone, all the interviews with, like, the cast of Lakaj, they were all like, he's awesome. Like, he comes to our, like, you know, our, one of the, past the pulse and all that oh, yeah. actory shit. And, like, he's, like, one of the, he's in the cast. Like, he's not, like, being a big star and being an asshole. Like, he's totally in it. And I think he might, I think he might just love theater and, like, want to do theater. Which is, like, awesome. But also, like, be a better at having the same opinions as me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Basically. Just like men and women can't be friends, liberals and conservatives (laughs) can't be friends. They have to fall in love with each other. Who's that? Who's (laughs) that guy? Oh, no, they did make a movie about him. Make it into a musical. Good one. What? (laughs) What (laughs) movie? (laughs) The guy (laughs) who's like a liberal and he's married to a conservative woman. Oh, yeah. They make fun of him on SNL a lot. Yeah. He looks like a snake. James Carville. Yes. And I don't remember what his wife's name is. They made a movie. Because I'm a liberal, so I only know the (laughs) name of the liberal. (laughs) They made a movie based that's like loose. You know, it was like in the 90s or something like that. But like they should turn that into a musical. Oh, yeah. That's right. I don't remember. Let's look it up. I think I made that movie up. Yeah. We tried to find it and it doesn't exist. I think I was thinking of primary colors. Mm. But I still feel like there I'm I don't know. Ah, memories. Memories are confusing. Damn. I really thought there was a movie about James Carville and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody write a musical about it. Done. Great. <laughs> that sounds like a good role for a middle-aged woman to play. Carly Carmelo. <laughs> oh my she God. can play God fearing. Okay, who plays who plays um James Carville? James Carville. Michael I mean, are X we go- Martin. Oh yeah. Right? Michael yeah. X Martin and Carly Carmelo. Sold. Book it. I like it. Who writes the music and the lyrics? Aaron's and Flaherty. Well, are, if we're going political satire, could be Lawrence O'Keefe. <gasps> okay. Ooh. Especially because mm. he adapts stuff. So I think it would be, well, that's sort of mm. adapting someone's life. But it would be interesting to see him do something that has a little less source material. Mm. Um, that's, you know, that's if you're going like satire or something like that. Um, if we're going like drama, maybe Lippa. Oh. Mm. <laughs> that's a no. I don't know that I would want to see Lippa's version. Hmm. I mean, obviously, I want to see it. Like, I want to see all versions. Yeah. I don't think Lippa's version would be the version that I pick. I think, I don't know. It's hard. New musical theater writers write this show. There you go. There you go. We gave you your idea. You're welcome. <laughs> Please credit us, at I- us in the bios and uh, give us free tickets to opening night. Yeah. That's all we ask. And maybe merch. <laughs> I mean, maybe a cut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say maybe that, but it sounds like it's not going to do very well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we saw the bandwagon this week. We did. It was a show that we saw. Yeah. It had things in it. By the time you listen to this, it will have closed. So Mm. sorry, you can't see it, but it's okay. Well, okay. 
That's probably not that true. That makes it sound like we really hated it. It's not. Tr- we didn't. And like, we didn't hate it. It was just like, I think in my brain, I was like, the bandwagon. It's like an old musical or whatever. And they're like redoing it or it was like a movie or something. That's like the information that was in my brain already. Right. That's Liter- the information. No, no plot. No, nothing. No ideas. And there was a lot of nonsense. Yeah. It was a lot of nonsense. It was just so. It was just like weird. I mean, it's like an old. It was just like a lot of weird. Mm-hmm. Like they were like dressed up as babies. Oh w- my god! That baby thing was fucking, fucking with my brain. It was weird. It was weird. You know Even what was what was sorry. You know what no, was like okay. the weird. The thing that I think made it weird and not necessarily enjoyable weird, but like uncomfortable weird, and not like super uncomfortable weird, but just like this is weird. <laughs> I think it was because because it was like a musical about a musical about a musical about making musicals. There were songs in it that were like, this is a song in the show within a show that we're writing that is a bad song. And we're going to show you this bad song and you're supposed to know that it's a bad song. And we're going to make it very clear to you that this is a bad song. That one specifically, the baby song, I think we were supposed to like that song. I think it was supposed to be good. I think it was supposed to be weird, though. I mean, I do think it was supposed to be like... I mean, I hope so. Like, funny weird. Sure. I think you thought it was more weird weird yeah, than funny I did weird. Think it was but weird, it wasn't weird. supposed to be... I was, be like, disturbed by it. Okay. I wasn't disturbed by it, although I was like, <laughs> what is happening? This well, it, is it was bizarre. What is even weirder... I haven't seen the movie, but it's music and lyrics by Comden and Green. I don't know who wrote the original screenplay. Wait, um, wait, wait. It's not music and lyrics by wait, Comden it's and not? Green. Comden and Green are credited with the screenplay. Other people are credited with the music and lyrics, though. Wait, what? I know. I was looking at my playbill and I go, doesn't make any sense. Very, very, very confused. Wait, let me grab my playbill. Look, in the credits. The Bandwagon, book by Douglas Carter Bean. From the screenplay by Betty and Adolph. Music by Arthur Schwartz. Lyrics by Howard Deitz. Deitz? Isn't that confusing? Is it I-E or E-I? D-I-E-T-S. Deets. Deets. Isn't that confusing? I mean, not confusing. It's just because we didn't have any information and we didn't know that. Well, and we I both knew it was Comden and Green. Right. So why would I not think that right. they wrote the music and lyrics? Right. They just wrote the screenplay? That doesn't make any so sense. So this makes it, this tells, this like makes me think even more so that it's like their life story in a way? Well, yeah, I guess. But is that part of their life story? Like <laughs> that she was always in love with someone else. <laughs> That's sad. But were they together? I didn't think they were. No, right? I don't really know much about Comedy. I don't and think Green. they are. Wow, lots of questions. Or were. I don't think they were. Because <laughs> they aren't. Right. Should we call up Amanda? <laughs> Let's do it. Hey girl. What's up with the bandwagon? There was just a lot of that baby <laughs> number. That baby number was weird. I was, like, creeped out by it. I mean, not, like, severely, but I was, like, uncomfortable. What's interesting to me is that I feel like that is a scene that someone would write um, about a ridiculous old-timey musical today to satirize old-timey musicals. Right. But then it was from an old-timey musical. I think that's why I was so confused and put off by it, because I was, like... Because because I felt like we as the audience 
were supposed to be endeared by this number and that this was like of the many numbers we saw where like this Faust number is bad and we're going to make sure you know it's bad. There were other numbers that I was like, okay, so you made it very clear to me that I was supposed to know that that number was bad. Mm -hmm. Like the beer song confused me too, actually, because like, like, okay, I maybe I missed a line or something because I don't, you mentioned the beer song to me and I, maybe I missed it, but I don't remember them being like, listen to this terrible song we wrote. Oh, I thought they made it very clear before that song. They were like, remember that crazy song about beer? It was just like about beer. I thought they were like, let's just, he, well, first of all, Michael McKean was mad and drunk and was like, sing this love song with my ex-wife who's in love with you. And he and Brian Stokes Mitchell was like, sure, I don't know what's going on. Well, I, just, I felt like they had a couple of lines where they were talking about like, oh, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Remember the old days when we were in that when we did that show and it was so this and that. I don't know. I, I, I thought just, they thought it was fun. I thought everybody was, seemed well, to be real into it. Yeah, I don't know. Singing I felt like there German was a lot of and talking about bosoms problems from my perspective. <laughs> That I was like, I'm supposed to like this number, but I'm not supposed to like that number. But I'm supposed to like this number? Well, we've had a discussion before. I can't remember what show brought it up, but about things where they tell you mm. what you're supposed Smash. to feel about. Oh, right. Smash. Yeah, because they were like, she's fucking incredible right now when she's singing this Christina Aguilera song in this musical theater audition. And and like, look everyone at, was look like, at the nodding of the like head. Nodding and being like, yeah, this the casting direction. She's so great. And like, as an audience, you're watching like, the TV show, you were like, "Shut the fuck up, bitch!" No, <laughs> sorry, but not great, not not that great, not not great in the way that they were portraying it to be great. Right, exactly. That I this is the problem I had with the bandwagon. Right, that I felt like they were trying to tell me how to feel about things, and I didn't feel the way they wanted me to feel about things. Which is hard when you're doing a show about theater mm. or TV. Mm. Or a TV show about theater. Well, it's also <laughs> like whatever. an impossible thing because even in in no, you know musicals that plays that don't have anything to do with the business, mm-hmm. like if you ha- you have someone get up and sing their brains out, and I think it's the greatest thing in the world, and you thought that she was a little flat or whatever, like that yeah. shit happens. But it's m- triple difficult when you're like. This character in this musical is a musical theater actor in this musical and they're going to perform something and then the other characters are going to talk about how awesome it was. So that fucking performance better be fucking great. But it's impossible to have someone come up and give a performance that is so incredible that literally every single person in the audience is like totally on board. with Right. But you just have to play to the majority. Unless it's Beth Level. What I think is interesting, going back to Smash about this um, topic, is um, they talked a lot about three on a match, and we never saw anything from three on a match. That's true. Which I think was smart. Yeah. And I think that's it's the same thought process, but because whoever, God bless her, thought that Catherine McPhee was going to be our next Broadway television musical superstar, they were like, well, we can say this about how great it is because it really is that great. Mm. But like, A, if they're talking about how great Three on a Match is, then they have to come up with a musical that's Mm. great. And Mm. they're already trying Mm. to do that Mm. with Bombshell. Exactly. I I don't know. I think in any medium, I, I guess I think in any medium, I think it's incredibly difficult to have characters talking about a work of art 
of any form and then have to show that work of art and yeah. have it be the way the humans have just talked about it. Yeah. That is incredibly. That's it's so, a lot so, to live so, up so to. difficult in any direction. If you're like, it was awful. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I didn't know. I thought she sounded or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just a hard. That it's a hard time. Yeah. There were a lot of good things in the bandwagon, though. And I Absolutely. would really like to see a rev- another revised production. I hope that they keep working on it because it's got a lot of good stuff in there. Um, it made me want to see the movie to just see what yeah. I still don't know why it's called the bandwagon though. I was thinking about that. Hey. I know that's what they named the the musical, but I don't know why the musical was named the bandwagon. It mm. was about a shoe shiner in New York. Cause everybody's jumping on the bandwagon oh, of the rich oh people oh on the Upper East side. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. Well, there's no bandwagon and there was no hayride in that hayride song. Oh, that hay- <laughs> yeah, see the hayride song. The hayride song because that was the one that they were like we have to put the hayride number in because that's going to save the show because we need a big great fun hayride number. And I was like all on board to see a hayride number and they like made those jokes about state fair. But then there was no hayride. They were just it was very confusing. They were dancing. They were just dancing. Didn't quite didn't quite make it. Didn't quite come across. Um, Carly Carmelo could also play Lily Martin, Tracy's. Oh part. yeah. So like, this is what I'm saying. There are lots of parts. Right. Um, Laura Osnes was great. I really, 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 really mm. hope she gets to do another role that mm. is some somewhere like Bonnie Parker that shows her yes vocal and acting yes. range. She's really great. Yes, at being the ingenue yeah. and. S- Singing yep. those beautiful songs and but. being beautiful and being sweet right. and being a little naive. But. But. She can do so much more. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Because I enjoy Laura Osnes. When I see her, I enjoy... Oh, God. I fucking loved her in Bonnie and Clyde. I thought she was so, 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 so good in Bonnie and Clyde. <sighs> and I really... I know... She has Bonnie and Clyde in her. She has it in her. She has so much in her. Stop doing boring. Stop doing stuff that's easy. Like, because when she was doing Cinderella, she legit in interviews was like, this is the easiest job I've ever had because I basically wake up with like birds, fucking birds and And deer, deer. like helping (laughs) me get dressed. She was like, I am a Disney princess. This is easy. Awesome. I enjoyed fun and and great. I enjoyed her, her Cinderella. But I want to see her get gritty because I know she's capable. Like there are some people who are the doing the Disney thing and they're doing it great. And like, you know that that's all that they can do and that's their niche and that's fine. Laura has more in her. She can do it. Yeah. She's just not. You know, and whether that's her or her managers or right. whomever. Girl. Or what she's being offered. Girl. What we didn't see her in, which maybe there was some of that Bonnie Parker grit was through Penny Opera. Yeah. Um, Missed it. So maybe there's that, but I, I just I'm so thankful I saw her in that mm. show, but also I'm like it spoiled me. Yeah, because I God I obsessed with like what her voice can do. Yeah, because she's I mean beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soprano, and I ain't knocking the sopranos because mm. I love a good soprano, mm. but there's so much flavor and color to her voice that is currently untapped i would like to i wish that that her sorry herself or her manager or whomever her agent 
would like ban her from ingenue roles. Like you're not allowed no more. You're not allowed to do them. Yeah. You're not allowed to do them yeah. anymore. Pick better roles. Also, I was really the love interests in that show were problematic for me. Yeah. They I mean, we just had a big discussion about that. And especially in those old timey musicals, there was no way you weren't gonna have a love interest. At least now I there are some where there aren't, but my problem, I don't know. <laughs> I f- maybe I guess I felt like the show was wishy-washy at the beginning about who the love interests were going to be. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that's how they want it to be. But I found it confusing. Not confusing, but I maybe I was just like on the edge of my seat. I was like, who, is it, who, are, they, who are they aiming to have hook up? And then it wasn't the people that I wanted. And the person, the people that I wanted to be together weren't together. And mm-hmm. then I was angry. So maybe, maybe I'm just bitter that... Um, Tracy Ullman and Brian Stokes Mitchell didn't hook up. It didn't go the That's way you I wanted, wanted it to. Happen. I wanted them to be together. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted them to be together. I felt like that was like really, I was, I was like digging it. Or maybe, maybe I, I would be more. I liked, sorry. Um, I liked that there was that point where Brian Stokes Mitchell, um, oh, where Tracy Ullman said to Brian Stokes Mitchell that she thought maybe he liked her because his chickadees stopped coming by. I think chickies, whatever she said. Um, his young, right, right, beautiful right. girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was like, I'm really just focusing on the show. And I kind of wish that had been the end of it. Because he had been, a f- you know, he had had a very successful Broadway career, then left it for Hollywood, and was now returning with his tail between mm. his legs because he sort of, stopped getting roles and whatever and refound himself as a director i guess this just goes back to our thing of like why does there have to be a love interest no i agree i because he if he had if if she was like i'm like i'm still in love with you and i want to be with you and he was like wow like i'm so sorry like i'm not in love with you and i don't want to be with you like i really just want to focus on the work then fucking focus on the well, work. Yeah. And then like, and like if she did not go back to her husband and if he did not hook up with Laura Osnes, yeah. like I would have, been, uh, I would have liked that. And I would have been on board Osnes's with that. character who I'm sure has always defined herself by the man she was with, yes. which very clearly was shown in that yep. show. Yep. Um, she would be like, I don't need no man. Yeah. I'm going to go find a man that loves yeah. me because clearly I'm sorry, but like you're going to shoehorn. Not, no, no, I guess I didn't think it was like completely shoehorned in there, but like if you're gonna sell me at the end of the show, like a true, you're not selling me true love between Martin Stokes Mitchell and Laura Osnes. Although to be fair, her character pointed that out. She was like, "I just met him and I like him and I think he's very nice." That's true. I forgot about um, that. He was like, "I'm in love with you," and she was like, "I mean, that I'm should have been her first clue." Where she's like, "I like you. I'm gonna remember that you said that right now because <laughs> that's crazy." But I'm not. That's not gonna put me off. I they did at You're least. Right, I do remember. She did that at line least now. call that out, where Thank she was you. like, "Listen, uh, I like him, and I really know I don't like you." <laughs> but yeah, but, but I'm still gonna. Also, honestly, be with I feel like I generally am more on board with age differences than you are. But this one was a little bit much. Thought he was too old for her. And you know me, I, I love those older like, ladies, no, so I'm, I know no, I'm not against like, right. uh, age differences. I feel like for whatever reason, in my brain, Brian Stokes Mitchell has been the age that he is now forever. Uh, yes, so that's no, just he plays like, a lot younger on stage than that's he That's just is. the way Brian Stokes Mitchell, that's how old he is. 
Like yes, whatever nebulous well, age. Maybe it was because I put it in my, I reminded myself that he is always older than I think he is. Mm. Because if I didn't remember that, I would have been like, Brian Stokes Mitchell is 40. Laura Osnes is 30. Yeah. And I would have been fine with <laughs> yeah. that. But I remembered that I always forget See, that Brian Stokes Mitchell is yeah. older than I think he it's is. It's funny because he, he does play younger now, but like when he was younger, he played older. Yeah, he's just got one you of know? those faces. That's what I mean. Like he's been 40 forever. Right. And it worked to his advantage in right. both ways. How old is he actually now? He's like <sighs> 60. Yeah, he m- yeah, something like that. Late 50s, early 60s. He looks fucking great. He can dance. And he also can dance. Also, a thing that we learned. And he can sing. I, I mean, we knew he could sing. Listen, I did enjoy seeing him. I mean, Women on the Verge was a wacky nonsense musical, and he didn't have the wackiest of roles in it, but he played like a, a light sort of character mm. and had some fun moments. But I enjoyed seeing him in like a song and dance man I, role. Yes. And you know, not... Not oh Cole God. House, Tom's not Man of La Mancha, but like kiss me, Kate. God yeah. damn it, kiss me, Kate. Jesus. Oh man. I know. <laughs> I know. Wait. Hey, you know oh what? Wait. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait. What's yours? Mine's off oh, topic. I was just. Mine's off topic too. <laughs> I was just gonna say they made a Brigadoon joke in that show. Oh, we I loved a Brigadoon when joke. When Encore is gonna do Brigadoon, <laughs> or like Jen Tepper runs a minute Brigadoon. It's like an oft-talked-about show, but right. I feel like it's not really I s- produced. I guess it w- I would go under the underappreciated. Right, not thought, but underappreciated, right. definitely. Oh, my God. This is my off-topic thing. Carolee Carmelo's costume from Kiss Me Kate is on display at the New York Public Library right now. I'm going to go view it. Great. There's a lot of costumes, I'm actually. I'm surprised like you haven't seen it. It's a, I mean, I didn't even know it was happening. Um, Somebody texted me and was like, Carolee Carmelo's costume is at the library. Yeah, and I, was I like, believe it was our friend Nick. I just want to... No, oh. it was Kevin. It was one of our friends. It was <laughs> Kevin D. Daly. Oh, that's right. Peter Aficionato. <laughs> he tweeted it. That's right. He also, he, somebody, text, yeah. he personally texted me. That's nice. Um, to let me know. Um, anyway, but yeah, um, there, there's a, apparently there's an awesome, awesome display at the New York Public Library mm. uh, right now of like people's costumes. That's and fantastic. Stuff. Um, I'm definitely going to go check it out. It sounds great. It's I believe it's there until the end of January. That's a long time. Performing Arts Library. Great. Yeah. Maybe beginning of January. Well, either way. Look it up. Go. It's closing at the beginning of January, just like all the Broadway shows. (laughs) I don't like that. Oh, that's funny. I think it's smart that a lot of them are heading it off. They're just calling it. Yeah, cut your losses. You know, January 4th this year. It's always Mm -hmm. like that first Sunday. Mm -hmm. God, my, like, time hops in january are gonna be brutal i should like not look at time hop during january because i'll probably just cry every day at least like that first week of january because it'll be like every day yeah Mm -hmm. this sunday in history this show closed all the shows bummed hey today's scandalous anniversary (gasps) it opened yeah opening night two years ago. two years ago can you believe that Two years ago, scandalous. I feel like, like, it's like that weird time memory thing where my memories of of scandalous are very, very vivid in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, it feels very close, and it feels like a, what two years ago? That sounds like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, it feels like a lifetime ago. 
because that was also like scandalous legit like have i feel like i've been in love with carolee carmelo for like ever but it's really only been two years yeah because it really wasn't until scandalous that i came into the fold (laughs) is that how you say it that's like that's what you Uh say okay good perfect religious stuff i'm teaching emily the jew christian language (laughs) yes i did not come in come into the fold yeah i I did not come into the fold of the church of carolee carmelo until two years ago Mm. but i feel like it's been so long it's been such a big part of my like brain life it's basically been your whole life because once you found her (laughs) your life began yes i was born again I was born again into the light and love mm. of Carolee Carmelo's and vibrato. vibrato. <laughs> yes. Jinx. That's fantastic. I love her so much. <laughs> oh, man. Can't believe it. Scandalous. I wonder if Kathy Lee and Carolee got together tonight and like had wine. Do you think so? No. <laughs> I think Kathy Lee Snapchatted Carolee. <laughs> and Carolee hasn't looked at it yet. <laughs> god i just like that idea that carolee could have like a bunch of unopened snapchats from kathy lee right now can you does can you imagine just kathy lee on snapchat oh my god somebody oh, make her get on, on snapchat that is, a, that is also like a not completely implausible thing no. like that is something that legit could happen on the today show where they'd be like we're gonna make you guys use this app you have to do it and she'll be like, what is this shit? And then Hoda will show her how to use <laughs> it. And then she'll figure it out. Oh, my God. Somebody make that happen. Yeah. This is just like when I decided that Beth Lovell would be amazing on Snapchat. Mm. I think Beth Lovell would be great. Oh, my God. I just followed, I don't know why just, but Nancy Opal on Instagram. Hey, she's great on Instagram. Yeah. Everybody follow Nancy Opal. Yeah. Opal NYC, I yeah. believe, is what her handle yeah. is. She's perfect. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited about um, uh, honeymoon, honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. Starts in like a couple days. I know, but it doesn't open till January. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try and uh, obviously I will see it. It's it's going to be hard to like fit things into my life and schedule with Sideshow. Uh-huh. Legit. Yeah. That's like a valid concern. It's like trying to see other shows. Nights you're not working, you're seeing Sideshow. Yeah. Like, this coming week is really difficult because I'm closing every night, and every night that I'm not closing, I, like, already have plans. Mm. So, like, when am I but supposed to see But one of your plans show? is... That's true. I am seeing... S- I'm going to opening night on Monday, which yeah. is... I mean, like, I don't know if there will be a podcast next week because I might be raptured on Monday. Is that how that works? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna ascend to heaven after the opening night of sideshow that's like getting raptured yeah but they're two different things because the rapture only happens when everybody's about to die when yeah when the apocalypse is going to happen can't you just be like really fulfilled and god just decides to like pluck you no unless you're jesus (laughs) or mary wait whatever happened to mary she was ascended into heaven really yeah when um, I probably should know, but <laughs> after Jesus died, like not Before just after. after when he went to heaven. After. She That's survived him. Do Christians know about that? What? Be- because I feel like Christians, 
obviously generalizing, but I do feel like like I don't have a problem with sex workers. <laughs> Where is this going? Isn't she a prostitute? Oh, not Mary Magdalene. Oh, God, she they're both made Mary. Mary, the virgin mother. Oh. Whatever happened to Mary Magdalene? I don't know. She probably went to hell because she was a prostitute. <laughs> Just kidding. She accepted the Lord and Savior Jesus I Christ. Wait, so heart. Mary... I almost said Mary Martin. <laughs> Mary Martin went to heaven, obviously. <laughs> God, I was watching Gilmore Girls yesterday, and there was like a really fucking great Mary Martin line that um, Paris gave, where What's-His-Face comes back oh, to uh-huh. school because yeah. he was in Into the Woods or whatever. Adam Wiley, who yeah. actually was in Into the Woods. Genius. And he like says, she's just like nagging on him the whole time. She's being so mean to him about... Being on Broadway, like, what a crazy thing to make fun of someone for. But he said he, like, raises his hand to answer a question or something. And she's like, settle down, Mary Martin. I was like, I love you right now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was in Into the Woods with Laura Benanti (gasps) in the revival. Did he play Jack? Yeah. Oh, God. What? God, Gilmore Girls. I love you so much right now. God, you're just fucking genius. I know. Gilmore Girls, the musical. <gasps> oh, my God. Laura Benanti should play Lorelai. Oh, that would be perfect. Holy shit. Who plays Rory? Emerson Steele would be good. She's a little young, although she's around the actual age right, that if Rory we, would be. Right. Well, it would be t- it would be difficult about, like, what, you know, what plot lines are we following? How long, well, yeah. you know, the t- passage of time and all that stuff. You'd have to focus in at one time period. Oh, that's true. I would almost, if it was a Gilmore Girls musical, I would almost want it to be taking, I would want it to take place after the television show. Interesting. See, and I almost went prequel route, which would then make like Emerson Steele Lorelai, but because we don't. Oh my God, 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 wait. If we did a prequel, Sydney Lucas. As Rory? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, we could like go back. It could okay. be like Lorelai and Rory when they were like living at the inn yeah, and like that little yeah, shack yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The potting shed. It wasn't a shack. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. It was very sweet. It was. It had it was floral great. curtains. I watched that. Upset I've watched like three seasons, like <laughs> since it got. I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls. I own all seven seasons on Kelly DVD. Bishop reprises her role. <laughs> right? Yeah, obviously. I mean, obviously. She basically did in Bunheads. So I don't know why <laughs> she would in this. Well, that's not true because she was a little. She was like Miss Patty in oh. Bunheads. Oh, oh! You have to watch the first I'm season sorry, of Bunheads. Sorry. The only season of Bunheads. The only season of Bun. The series. You have to watch the series <laughs> of the Bunheads. Complete series. Yeah. Um. God, I love Kelly Bishop. I, I have really been enjoying her on the Gilmore Girls. I would love for Amy Sherman Palladino to write a musical because she okay. clearly loves musical theater and Obviously. knows her shit. She does. Um, the musical theater references on Gilmore Girls are probably the best musical theater references on any television yeah. show because you know, you know, we hate in Ugly Betty the bad musical theater references in Ugly that was Betty. Terrible. They were hit Mark's or miss. Favorite musical is not Wicked. No, 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 no. Oh, it was High School Musical. It was even worse than Wicked. He says oh, it is. There's another thing that oh, he loves oh. Wicked. There was like, it, yeah, there was that episode where he said that his favorite musical was High School Musical, and I was like, bullshit. Because then there was like in the first season they had a scene where uh, Becky Newton's character and his character are like dancing to Dreamgirls, and this yeah. is like before the movie. So like, <laughs> musical theater people knew Dreamgirls. Mainstream people did not know Dreamgirls, and I'm like, you can't give me Dreamgirls in in season one, and then High School Musical in season two. No, but. Gilmore Girls, always spot on. Yeah. 
Sorry. What were you That's okay. I don't remember. <laughs> the son, Justin, he his his musical theater references were usually okay. I think because they his wanted to make good. him be like a positive image for gay young mm, gay mm, boys mm. and Mark was like a stereotype. Joke. Yeah, and a joke. Yeah. But I love him so much. Well, I know. It's so funny. A joke, a stereotype. We know guys like that. You <laughs> want to know something like really, really dear and sweet? Yes. About I do. Um, Michael Urie. Yeah. And Vanessa Williams. Actually, mostly about it's a sweet thing about Vanessa Williams. I was listening to an interview with him on someone else's podcast, which I now cannot remember whose it was. But anyway, Michael Urie was talking about how he got hired for the pilot, and it was like the assistant, and it yeah. had like two lines maybe, and they were shooting the pilot, and he was like started mimicking her because he thought it was funny and then she noticed that he was mimicking her like she like stood up and he stood up and she like flicked her hair and he flicked his hair and she Vanessa Williams was like that's really funny like I love that you're doing that and then she was like stand they were like shooting a scene and she was like stand here like right behind me instead of right here because if you're standing here you're not on camera and if you're standing right here you are on camera and what you're doing is funny and people should see it and so they like shot the pilot like that and then they were like this is a character and we're going to develop this all because of Vanessa Williams and because of Michael well and because he's funny but also because Vanessa Williams was like recognized it and was like and also because she is like you know an old school boss and he was like this was like one of the first tv yeah. things he had booked um you know she knows she where the cameras yeah, are yeah, she yeah. knows where to stand and she knows her angles she's a model she knows it she knows what's up she's a playboy model um, and she taught yeah isn't that amazing that's that a great story god michael yuri vanessa williams it's great wonderful anyway jesus what were we talking about i don't know <laughs> gilmore girls <laughs> Oh, my whole life is sideshowing the Gilmore Girls right now. Mm. That's about it. Carly Carmelo, as always, but yeah, she's back there. Yeah, omnipresent. Omnipresent. Currently in the process of planning, finding my way to Atlanta. Mm. Find my way. Just like Violet. (laughs) I am gonna find my way on a bus to Atlanta, and I will see Tuck Everlasting. I'm gonna make that happen. We tried to do it in Boston. You should make them mm. pay part of your bus ticket. They should. They owe me money. I mean, they don't because I got a refund, but they owe me emotional money. Exactly. From Boston. Emotional damages. That is like crazy. I can't believe that was so long ago now, too. That was a year and a half ago. That's because crazy. They announced Tuck Everlasting Boston the week that Scandalous was closing. So like, you know. Oh, it was two such a happy thing for her that was coming up. I know. And it was like it was like Scandalous is closing. Everybody knew Scandalous was going to close. But while Scandalous was closing, it was like Tuck Everlasting is happening in Boston in six months. So it was like, hey, six months from now, you're going to be in another show and it's Broadway bound. <gasps> and I bought a ticket and I was going to go mm. and then it got canceled. Oh, but you know what? It's happening now. So. Yeah. And I will see it. I will get my ass to Atlanta somehow. I don't know how. Somehow. Buses. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm definitely going to go. Yeah. I'm not going to miss it. No. All right. Let's end today's show with our new segment that we like to call the Laura Benanti Tweet Tweet of of the Week. week. Basically, we read Laura Benanti's tweets all week long, as we all should. um, And then we choose a gem, our favorite. Yeah. um, From the week. Now, Laura, this is not to say that all of your tweets are not fucking genius and wonderful and should be published in a book 
but this is our favorite of the lot. It's like a schmazy award. The others get honorable mentions, and this one's outstanding. Yes. But it's not the best, yes. necessarily. You are perfect. Never change. Here it is. At Laura Benanti tweeted on November 13th at 7.34 a.m. <laughs> 7.34 a.m.? I just <laughs> okay, continue. If you refer to me as young lady, I will most likely marry you. Spoiler alert, it's probably not going to work out. <laughs> God. She's so funny. She's the best. Laura Benanti. Well, gosh. Laura Benanti, you keep keeping on. Yep. <laughs> That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty and Emily. Patty N, the letter N, Emily. You can follow us individually at, at Patty with a Y. And at Emily Faye Oakley. And you can find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see, see live theater! theater.